darkest, bloodiest, double horror show in history. I drink your blood and I eat your skin. Men become animals and eat their victims. I drink your blood and I eat your skin. Thirsty zombies ravaging a peaceful countryside. <coughs> I drink your blood and I eat your skin. Will make your blood curdle and your skin crawl. <laughs> but you will sit there and suffer through the tortures of the What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Every Day is Halloween. It's 2017. We've made it. This is episode 24 of the Halloween Horror Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Horror Guy Keenan. As always, here to chill you to the bone, give you all the best news, uh, reviews, interviews, giveaways, and so much more. Uh, yeah, I've been gone for, for a little, little bit. So I know some of you have been clamoring and asking, Keenan, When's, when's the next episode? When's it coming out? It's it's here. It's it's coming. I'm I'm sorry. I've had a little bit of uh, readjustments in my life, so to speak. Um, but you know, like a cat, like a black cat on Halloween night, I am nimble. I am all feet, all paws on the ground, and I'm already darting off into new ventures and new uh, exciting things for 2017 that I'm really excited to share with you guys. Um, but I can't yet. I, I want to hold some stuff back and, and just kind of leak it out slowly to you guys over the months with the podcast. Um, so for right now, let's just let's kick it off with some music. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite songs around Halloween time. Uh, and this is Ethel Ennis. This is the theme to Mad Monster Party. Brings out the monster in A strange tune seems to be playing for you. Could you be someone's invention? So unreal as you feel tonight. 
you all that uh spacedragoncast.com is a thing that's the other podcast that i run uh and i have the everyday italian podcast page on that website so if you want to check out anything i'm ever talking about or go back i mean facebook is probably the best place to go check that kind of stuff out the facebook uh everyday italian podcast page um also twitter we got one of those instagram as well um, so definitely check those out on Instagram. I've been trying to clip a little bit more videos if I'm, while I'm reviewing stuff and kind of putting my tidbits and little information and things like that. So follow me on Instagram and you can kind of get some behind the scenes of, you know, coming together with the episodes each month for the show. Um, and yeah, if you just want to get like a lot of the trailers and stuff, uh, Facebook is really good, but, uh, spacedragoncast.com backslash everyday's Halloween podcast is where you can go for all the official news updates um and the podcast in general you can listen to the, every episode right there um starting with 2017's episodes i think there's two two or three episodes of last year's episodes on there but i'm trying to put everything from 2017 on there uh you know i have a really bad time trying to like keep all the episodes together uh especially when i was with bloody disgusting um you know i had a lot of great interviews and i met a lot of great people um but i didn't get to own those episodes so sadly all those interviews and uh and things are lost except for like i still have photos and i still have uh like hard uh audio files from those interviews and i might try to splice together in episodes you know what that gives me an idea i might actually splice in one uh this episode uh so stick around for that 
Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into the news. Um, so we got our first look at Alien Covenant, uh, which is going to be coming out May 19th, in fact. Um, you know, the film stars Michael Fassbender, obviously he was in the last movie. Uh, you know, we get some new members. Uh, Danny McBride kind of pulls together that ragtag, uh, you know, colonial marine uh, look. Um, and we have a, another look at someone that looks a lot like Sigourney Weaver's character uh, in this movie. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all that kind of, you know, works together with really Scott's new vision to kind of bridge together uh, Prometheus and the Alien movies. Like you guys heard before earlier, uh, Kong Skull Island is going to be a thing on March 10th. So that's coming up. We get to see uh, Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Sam Jackson, and John Goodman with John C. Riley doing comedy. Uh, you know, it looks a lot like the uh, Predators movie that came out recently where Lawrence Fishburne was kind of lost on the same planet and he was like the kooky guy that knew everything about the planet and the Predators. Uh, but you know, whatever, I'm sure it's a different film. Uh, I, I still think it looks like a lot of fun. You know, you can't, can't put down giant monsters fighting on an island, let alone if it's going to be in the same universe as Godzilla. And then when we get that film, and then what if Legendary puts Godzilla and King Kong and Pacific Rim. Oh my God, my fanboy this is going off. Ah, holy crap! All right, uh, all right, back to things. Looks like we haven't seen the last of John Constantine, uh, the NBC series that was canceled late two years ago, I believe. Uh, just got picked up by CW. Only it's not going to be a live action series. It's going to be an animated series for their new app, CW Seed. Uh, so that's going to get at least uh, five or six episodes, about ranging from ten minutes each. Uh, you know, and that goes alongside another uh, DC Comics character, Vixen, who also will get a series on that uh, channel app thing. Um, so it's really cool to see that Constantine is getting some love. Kind of sad to say that it's not the anim or live action series, which will also be on CWC to air. Basically, I'm guessing NBC just kind of gave up the rights to CW. Uh, but who knows, maybe if Constantine, the animated series, does well enough and it gets enough viewers, they might make a live-action series. But it'll be on the CW, so it'll be part of that whole universe. But apparently people really like the CW-DC thing, so who knows. Uh, you know, Constantine is kind of that, that little bubble that holds together the darkness of the DC universe, because the DC universe is very dark and very, uh, I don't know, just very, I don't know if you read the Swamp Thing comics... Um, but there's a lot of horror within the DC universe, and it'd be cool to see that kind of opened up more with Constantine, uh, you know, bringing that to uh, Arrow and Flash and all that stuff, which I don't watch any of those shows, but I hear, really, I hear great things. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. My boy Guillermo del Toro is trying to get uh, Hellboy 3 finally off the ground after so many years of just trying and trying. Now, this is also the guy that, you know, put out Haunted Mansion, uh, at Comic-Con saying he was going to do it, and then he got ripped out of his hands. Uh, and, you know, he's also tried to do Silent Hills, and then that got ripped out of his hands. Uh, you know, and I don't feel like Universal really wants to make another Hellboy film. But Ron Perlman really wants to, but I don't know if that's enough of a reason to actually get it made. But he pretty much went on his Twitter and said, um, you know, let's see how many things we can get in 24 hours. You guys want Hellboy 3? Yes, or hell yes. Obviously, it won by a landslide, 68% saying, hell yes. And then he came back to say, the Hellboy 3 
is our chance to vote the right way in 2017. If 100,000 votes come in 24 hours, I promise to have a sit down with Da Pearl and Mignola. And as you know, Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Mignola is the creator of the franchise. Uh, so whether he did get to sit down with those guys, I don't know if that would really do anything. Maybe we'll just give Guillermo del Toro a really nice dinner. Yeah, I think we just all voted for them to have a really nice sit down and actually schedule Guillermo del Toro out of his busy schedule to just have a really nice dinner with uh, Mike Mignola and Ron Perlman. Congratulations, everybody. Exciting news for you physical movie collectors out there. I know we're a dying breed, but I know there's still some out there. Um, the Phantasm Collection is uh, coming to Blu-ray in America. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was always this really hubbub, you know, horrible thing with the uh, Phantasm like movies in general. Uh, Universal owned some, and some other companies owned other ones, so we could never get an official set, kind of like Halloween. Well, now that the physical media is going the wayside, and nobody can give a crap about spending $35 on a Blu-ray or a movie anymore at Best Buy, uh... These companies don't care. They're going to give them the other companies like uh, Scream Factory or, um, you know, WellGo USA and just say, hey, if you can make a mint off our movie that's just sitting here in the archives doing nothing, we'd love it if you could do that. So now they're giving them the companies that actually do care like Scream Factory and, uh, you know, WellGo USA that can actually group together these things and put a really some really cool art on them and give you a really cool uh, special feature. And uh, this one has one. It has the Phantasmagoria uh, documentary included with this um, collection of all the movies. Uh, you know, it's a six-disc box set. Uh, it comes with all the movies, uh, all five classic films, including uh, Ravager, the new movie. Um, and this thing looks really cool. Now, granted, over in the UK they get this cool, like, marble-looking set, but let's be fair, over in the UK they always get the cooler sets. They got the cooler set back when they had the Phantasm Sphere, Ophir, as I like to call it, uh, and you opened it up and it came with all the DVDs inside, and I actually bought that. I bought a region player specifically to play those Phantasm movies. Uh, but it's nice to see that it's coming stateside, and you know that they honored uh, Angus Scrim, you know, who passed away late last year. Um, you know, he's right on there on the cover looking really cool in a red velvet chair with the spheres. Uh, so I think it's a really cool, uh, thing and it's never dope. It's never over. We're going to get Phantasm forever. And they kind of, uh, I don't want to say anything, but you know, it's cool to see that these movies begin and end with the Don Coscarelli series. Uh, and we can get them one more time on Blu-ray and that, uh, box set de debuts March 28th. Hopefully I'll have a copy here and I can, uh, you know, share some of those videos with you guys on the Instagram and, uh, you know, uh, take some videos and, and review it for you guys. So we shall see. Universal recently released a look at a new sequel to the Chucky series, Cult of Chucky. Uh, this movie looks to kind of tie together all this, the movies in the past, including uh, Andy, from the first two films, uh, played by the actor Alex Vincent, who has been very popular in the convention circuit over the last decade. Um, they got him, uh, and apparently the girl, I guess Brad Dorf's daughter, uh, who's been in a San Asylum for the past four years, uh, comes out and goes to get help from uh, Alex Vincent's character, and also has to get past Chucky's bride, Tiffany, who's played by Jennifer Tilly. Uh, so it'll be kind of tying the beginning of the Chucky series to the later Chucky series uh, in these new movies. 
And you know what's pretty great is that they're doing a really good job of keeping the films going in chronological order and not just hard rebooting the series. Like, I don't know if you looked at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, timeline, but it is awful. Like, it all starts with, like, the first movie, and then they made their sequel to the first movie, and then they say, nah, that one didn't exist. This is the real sequel to the first movie. Nah, nah, that one didn't exist. This is the real sequel to the first movie. All right, you know what? Screw those both. This is the prequel to the original first series. All right, never mind. Just reboot it. We're going to have one that's just for that series. You know what? Make a, a prequel to that remake. All right, you know what? I'm done. I, my brain is already split. It hurts too much to even think about that. Anyways, Chucky does a really good job at introducing the character. We get to see where the character flows through each film. Uh, and, you know, after all these years later, they still harken back to the original characters and the original uh, cult as it stands. So that's pretty great. So good on you, Universal and uh, Chucky World, for keeping things right in chronological order. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Cult of Chucky comes out uh, on Blu-ray and DVD this Halloween. So look for that. It looks like Warner Brothers is actually looking to go forward with the Attack on Titan anime adaptation film. Uh, and they're looking to get Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, producer David Heyman to head, like, head it up. Um, but nothing's official right now. They're just going through talks. Uh, but the film overseas made a huge chunk of money uh, and wasn't even that great. So... I know Universal's trying to give him something else to do in between Harry Potter movies. It's probably the best thing for him to do is do a giant monster movie since he's probably really good with working with guys holding sticks with green CG balls in the end of it. Last but not least for horror movie news, uh, horror director Michael Daughtery, uh, you guys might remember that name from such films as Trick or Treat and Krampus, uh, will be officially directing and writing Godzilla 2. As some of you know, uh, Gareth Ennis was originally scheduled to do that until uh, the new Star Wars film came up for Rogue One and immediately jumped over to Rogue One, so Universal or Legendary Pictures was scrambling to find somebody for Godzilla, uh, and I think they finally found the right person. If anybody knows monsters, it's Michael Daughtery. Uh, I'm really happy to see somebody that you know I've talked with, interviewed, and to see them grow like this, it's really exciting. Uh, so, Michael, all the best to you and Godzilla 2, and of course, all the Thai movies that'll come with that, including Godzilla, or uh, King Kong, and and Ghidra, and Mega Ghidra, Mecha Ghidra, Mecha Godzilla, all oh, the possibilities. I can't wait. Congratulations, Mike. That's all for news. Now, here's Halloween by the Dead Kennedys.
the directors of Reservoir Dogs, Desperado, Pulp Fiction, From Dusk Till Dawn, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Kill Bill, and Sin City. Tarantino and Rodriguez are back. Only this time, they're back to back with a double feature that'll tear you in two. First. I got bit. Bit by what? If I told you, you probably wouldn't believe me. Robert Rodriguez, Planet Terror. Made you something. Open that door, will you, baby? Plus. Fair lady. Your chariot awaits. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. No Holds Barred feature-length motion pictures for the price of one. Planet Terror and Death Proof. Only at the Grindhouse. So I had some time to kill recently and I thought, man, I really missed the Grindhouse movies. Like, that was an event for me whenever those movies came out. Um, you know, it, it came out around that perfect time. You know, I was just hitting my 20s. And, you know, I was re really into girls. Obviously, I still am. And, uh, you know, I had all these zombies and monsters. And I was really, you know, I was just getting really big into horror again. And it was really cool to see these things side by side. You know, zombies terrorizing the neighborhood in one film. And then, you know hot chicks and, and cars with Kurt Russell and the other like this was a compilation of everything that I've ever wanted to see uh, and then I got introduced to the world of Grindhouse and it was something I've, I'd heard of but never really explored or looked into and uh, you know it, what a ride that was alone going back and checking out all the uh, 42nd Street films and stuff that played at the early, early Alamo Draft Houses uh, and, and just taking that bit of film history with me Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez definitely brought that fourfold with, with the film Grindhouse. And uh, it was exciting that this movie was coming out. We were going to get two like, full-length features back-to-back -back for the price of one on top of getting mini trailers made by other directors that were putting out stuff at the time that I really liked. Um, like, uh, uh, oh my god, his name escapes me, the director from Shaun of the Dead. Um... Rob Zombie, uh, Eli Roth, like, this was the pinnacle time when horror to me was coming back in a big way. I loved Hostel, I loved The Devil's Rejects, um, you know, I loved Shaun of the Dead, and, uh, you know, they would have got, got for 20 days later, it probably would have been the perfect fit for me around that time. Um, and, you know, it was, it, it was great experience. I had so much fun in the theaters watching this movie, and I had such a great time with the people I was with, and it was just, like, the perfect experience. Um, and I'm, it's so sad to see that the movie didn't fare very well uh, for audiences. Like, going back, it was really hard to find just an intro to put to this uh, radio clip to find, like, you know, good things people are saying about it. Obviously, there was, like, MTV news interviews where they were kind of, like, talking about good things. But it tanked. When it came out, nobody went and saw it. It took up too much time. Um, and people just didn't really get what the whole thing was. But, uh, you know... I loved Grindhouse, I loved what it was, and I would have been happy to see more of those films come to fruition like Machete did. On evenings like this, I like
like to curl up with a good book. The sort of book that lets the imagination run away with you. If you're like me and enjoy the mysterious and the unexpected, you'll love the enchanted world. A fascinating new series from Time Life Books about the legends, myths, and folk tales of ages past. These are the books that let you fly along with those unlucky spirits condemned to haunt the world of the living. You'll find yourself in a world where valiant warriors battle fearsome dragons and scaly creatures snatch away beautiful maidens. Each volume brings to life so vividly those inhabitants of the other world, witches and wizards, ghosts, goblins, and avenging knights. Call now and enter the enchanted world with the first book, Wizards and Witches. <laughs> My favorite subject. It's an intriguing account of sorcery, spells, and deception. Other books include ghosts, fairies, and elves, and dragons. Painstakingly researched by the editors of Time Life Books, each volume is exquisitely illustrated and portrayed with masterworks of art. Each volume is superbly written and bound in luxurious fabric. Only remember, once you're lured into the enchanted world, there's no telling where your imagination will take you. <laughs> Dad? It's me. I, I really fucked up. That's your guy. Is he blind? It's really fucked up to have a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Really? Fucked up. Really? <laughs> Guys. Honey's probably in there. Who's there? How many of you are there? Really? So Sony was kind enough to send me a copy of uh, Don't Breathe on Blu-ray. So I was able to sit down this past weekend and watch it and check it out. Um, I gotta say, man, I really like this film a lot. Um, you know, it has a lot of the same stylings of uh, the remake of Evil Dead, which uh, I guess is Alvarez worked on, Fede Alvarez. And, uh, you know, he did a really good job with the one. He did this one. He kind of, like, you know, took what worked in Evil Dead. And, you know, Evil Dead had to go a little bit far and beyond to be what it was. But I feel like Alvarez could really um, hone and adapt this more grounded story of people breaking into a blind man's house uh, to steal it blind, basically. And uh, only he very much is, is very keen to his senses. And... Uh, you know, he's very much on his feet. And it gets pretty intense, very terrifying. You know, uh, that one kid from Goosebumps is in it. He does a really good job of being a scary cat. Uh, Jane Levy's in it. You know, she's really good. Uh, and even Stephen Lang from, uh, I think he was an Avatar. He was like the Colonel guy, who I still feel like should play Cable if they ever make, if they ever put Cable inside a Deadpool movie. 
Uh, you know, this guy's grizzled, rough. He looks, you know, friggin' terrifying. Uh, did a really good job in this movie. And, um, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, definitely watch Don't Breathe. Although a few people are giving a lot of shit reviews out there. I don't know why. It just seems like the cool thing to do on YouTube right now. But uh, I definitely give it two thumbs way, way up for suspense. Uh, not so much gore. So if you're not looking for a gore fest, uh, this is a good horror film uh, for you. is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man it is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity it is the middle ground between light and shadow between science and superstition and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge this is the dimension of imagination it is an area which we call the twilight zone So, I was lucky enough to get the complete series on uh, Blu-ray. That's not the Twilight Zone, obviously, what you guys just heard. Uh, that's 156 episodes on 24 discs. And this thing is immaculate from uh, Paramount and CBS. I absolutely adore this set. Um, it looks beautiful. Uh, you know, every episode's been restored. And it looks better than some of the last films that have come out in, in the last decade or so. Um, you know, I went through some of my favorites. Obviously, I had to go through the William Shatner classics uh, to, you know, the pig face people. Um, you know, there was still time. There's just, there's so many classic episodes uh, to go back. And even some that I just, you know, I never gave the, the time to go check out. Uh, you know, now that I was watching them all restored on Blu-ray, I had to go and, you know, just check out some of these ones. It just, it just kind of went past me over the years. And it's been a great time. I really enjoy the set. Uh, you can order it right now on Amazon.com. Um, and yeah, it's just really cool to see some of these sets getting grouped together in, in an ultimate package for, you know, one low rate. Because before it was like you'd get a, you know, Twilight Zone Season 2. And that was like $70, $80. And it was ridiculous to try and own every season to get the entire collection. Now they kind of are just kind of meeting us halfway here and just giving us one price. You get everything. It's done and over with. This is the best transfer you're going to get. Um, so definitely check it out. Uh, from CBS, Twilight Zone, every episode, 156 glorious episodes on 24 discs. Check it out. There's Hycorse dead. He is no longer of any consequence. The Master has revealed himself, and we are going to join him. You're playing a very dangerous game, Eldritch. This is the end game for both of us. One way or the other. The Strain, season finale, Sunday at 10 on FX and FX Now. And now for my look at The Strain. Uh, one of FX's uh, new series that came out about three years ago about uh, vampires that take over New York City and basically the world. Uh, this is uh, put out from Chuck Hogan, executive produced by Guillermo del Toro. Um, you know, I really wanted to see awful, horrible, scary vampires back in media again. You know, once Twilight started coming over, you know, vampires started becoming twinkly and lovable. And, you know, we had True Blood out there. And people were, you know, like the whole scary vampire thing was, 
you know, far to the wayside. It wasn't until um, Steve Niles' 30 Days of Night came out. Uh, it kind of brought the horror back to vampires. Um, you know, then they released the movie uh, 30 Days of Night, which I guess did kind of okay in theaters. Um, but nobody wanted to see scary vampires. It was kind of sad. So vampires kind of took a backseat for quite a while. Um, you know, of course, we had things like, you know, um, oh, God, uh, What We Are in the Shadows, I think it was called. Um, what We Do in the Shadows. Um, you know, like, there's little satires here and there, but The Strain was something uh, that brought, you know, scary vampires to our television sets, you know, every week. And it was a very compelling story. And, then, yeah, some of the acting, especially with the, the kid actors, got kind of hammy uh, and kind of annoying. So you, you had the limitations that the TV show had to work with, especially with the budget. Um, and there was a lot of uh, replacements in season two. But I feel like they really got back on their bearings. And let me just tell you that <clears throat> if you did not stick with the strain and you missed that last episode, you are missing out on some holy shit moments. I really hope that the strain goes to um, Hulu or Netflix or one of those streaming services so people, all the people can start talking about it. Because I feel like nobody's talking about the strain. And man, did that show get fucking crazy. Like, insanely crazy. Um, and I don't have anybody to talk to about it with. No one's caught up with it. And it gets, it gets really crazy with period stuff. Like, you know, these episodes will start and go back in time and tell other characters' stories. Now, granted, I haven't read the comics or the books. Um, but the story itself is just really cool. Um, it makes me kind of want to go back and check those things out. Um, and I'm hoping maybe that gets a really cool Blu-ray uh, set that'll come out that completes uh, seasons one through three. Um, so yeah, big thumbs up on my end for The Strain. Definitely check that out sometime soon in 2017. Once I get a word, whether where it's coming out or where you guys can access more of it other than the FX app currently right now to watch every episode, I will definitely let you know. But yes, The Strain was definitely something to behold. <laughs> Let's just say that. Up next, this is Todd Rollinson's orchestra. This is The Boogeyman. Everywhere I call 
crawl through the ceiling and the wall and call on bad little girls like you. I'll torture you and haunt you. I've got you where I want you. A victim of my dark and dirty plot. And at the slightest whim, I'll tear you limb from limb. In other words, I'll put you on the spot. Ooh, I'm the boogeyman. The terrible, horrible boogeyman. I come in the middle of the night and frighten bad little girls like you. some haunted Blu-ray and DVD releases. Uh, the Resident Evil collection is out right now in steelbook cover. If you care at all for steelbook covers, do weigh down your apartment and or household. Uh, those are for sale right now. You can also get Death Race 2050 uh, on Blu-ray or check it out for free. Thank God on Netflix I had the chance of watching that just the other night. And it's a, it's a Roger Corman film, so you have to give or take that, uh, but current day. So, Drive, Drive, Kill, Kill is a fun song, I guess, about Kill the White Man? I don't know. Anyways, uh, Scream Factory has Slumber Party Massacre 2 and 3 uh, grouped together for sale. 
along with Ouija Origin of Evil, which I've been hearing good things about but have not seen. Um, and also Slither is coming uh, to you all from Screen Factory. As we all know, Universal put that out uh, with James Gunn directing. As some of you know, James Gunn has gone on to do films like Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He got to start with trauma films uh, quite a while ago. Um, coming soon, we have Poltergeist 2 and 3 from Screen Factory on January 31st. Uh, we get a look at The Gate, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, I think the Goonies play a record backwards and open up a portal to hell in their room. Yes, it, it is a fantastic film. Uh, Stakeland 2, uh, which was a sci-fi channel original feature based off the uh, original Stakeland film, which starred Daniel, yeah, Daniel Harris, uh, that releases February 14th. Uh, we Are Flesh releases February 14th. Dead Time Stories gets a re-release February 28th. Psychomania, one of my favorite uh, Grindhouse films, comes out February 21st, and we get a uh, complete collection of Penny Dreadful out February 7th for all you uh, dreadful heads out there. Uh, for anybody still keeping up with Robert Rodriguez's From Dust Till Dawn, the series, uh, Season 3 will be coming out February 7th on Blu-ray, and last but not least, Shut In will be coming out February 28th. So look for those on every website you can possibly imagine that sells physical copies of films. So now on to some video game uh, news and reviews. So I had the chance of playing uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, the VR experience for the PlayStation uh, that takes the story of Until Dawn and kind of gives you a uh, hyperbolic on the rails shooter basically like you're on a roller coaster a horror roller coaster uh, and you can look around in the VR helmet on you know 360 degrees around you with your two guns in hand uh, and just they basically fuck with your uh, your vision and your senses and you know there's giant monsters on top of spiders crawling into your roller coaster cart um, you know, I didn't think I had a fear of spiders, but after this level of losing over and over fighting this giant spider, uh, my shirt was damp from, from the stress and the, and the heartache of getting out of that VR headset. Like, uh, you know, I'll scream whenever I'm in a haunted house, but VR is this whole other thing where it's like, you know, the, you're forced to sit there and watch it. Yeah, you can close your eyes really tight, but it's still like in your ears and it's... It's there in your face 24-7. Uh, and yeah, Until Dawn Rush of Blood was definitely uh, cringe-inducing. Uh, and I can only imagine if this is the start of horror in VR, where it's going to go, I don't know. I just don't know if I want to experience it, man. It, it's freaky-deaky. Uh, I mean, just that, That's my professional uh, opinion. VR horror is freaky-deaky. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, I had the chance of playing Inside the video game from the creators of Limbo, if you've ever had a chance to play that, very uh, stylized black and white film. It's a very simple side-scroller, very beautiful game. Uh, well, they came back to make Inside, and it's almost like this uh, political satire uh, side-scrolling game. Very simple, kind of like a lot like Limbo, uh, with a little bit more color, um, a little bit more of a message put towards it. And, you know, it has Limbo type, you know, uh, puzzles to get through throughout the game, but let me just tell you the last 10 minutes of this game 
go all sorts of crazy. And I that's all I can give you because I don't want to spoil anything else for people that haven't played it yet. Uh, do yourself a favor. If you get a chance and this thing ever comes out for iOS or Android or anything else, check out Inside. Uh, I think all horror fans will have a great time with this one. Um, we also got a first look at Friday the 13th, the game, uh, with a little bit of Misfits in the game. Uh, the Misfits Friday the 13th song is inside the game. Uh, you can hear it being played in a cabin. Uh, also, we found out that on, uh, on-site cars can hit you as a player. Uh, Jason Voorhees is chasing one of the characters, throwing, throwing knives at them, and a car drove up and hit them. So I cannot wait for the uh, Friday the 13th game to come out whenever that's scheduled to come out. Uh, I was hoping that Friday the 13th this past week would give us an official uh, release date, but nothing as of yet, just early 2017. So once I know of anything, I will definitely let you all know. Um, I'd also want to just point out to you guys uh, two upcoming films that I think look really cool. Uh, the Love Witch, which is a stylized um, film from the, the, the camp that brings you some of my favorite uh, cult films, uh, along with Dark Knight. Uh, the story of the shooting in Colorado. Uh, it's kind of like if you ever saw Elephant, it's kind of like what Elephant was for Columbine. Uh, Dark Knight is for the, the uh, shooting in Colorado. Uh, that shooting, for some reason, it, it resonated to me as a as not just a horror fan, but as a fan of going to the movies, and as that's a place to go and, and feel safe and comfortable. Uh, and they see somebody open fire and just shoot people waiting to see a movie of all ages, you know? It's really sad and it, it still haunts me to this day. Uh, so Dark Knight kind of tells the story of what was going, what was brewing in the side that kid's head and what drove him to do what he did that day uh, before the Dark Knight um, premiere. So that's that for news, guys. Uh, you know, I think that's about it. Before we go, um, you know, I want to give you guys a chance to win some really cool Blu-rays. Uh, you know, I brought up earlier about the Phantasm Collection coming out. Um, well, you, uh, well Go USA <clears throat> were nice enough to send me uh, some copies of Blu-rays uh, of Raven Phantasm Ravager and the J.J. Uh, Abrams pushed remix, uh, you know, re-restoration of the original Phantasm on Blu-ray. So I have the original Phantasm and Ravager on Blu-ray to give away. Um, so to get a copy, email me at hallowseve365 at gmail.com. Um, and just, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm really so bad at these contests. You know, tell me a fond memory you have of the Phantasm movies. Uh, so that way I know that I'm, being, I'm sending these to a fan, to somebody that really cares about the Phantasm movies. Um, but yeah, make sure to go check out uh, spacedragoncast.com. Make sure to click the Every Day is Halloween link up at the top right uh, for all your Halloween horror movie news and more. As always, I'm your host, Horror Guy Keenan. And this is A New Beginning by Wolfie's Just Fine. Talk to you all next month and stay scary. time I saw you was on the screen at Sebastian's house Back then you were so much older than me But now you're a child Oh, I was wondering why you got naked When that boy started kissing you 
I was disgusted yet oddly excited The feeling was completely new When he kissed your breast I didn't get the joke He got up a few moments later And left you all alone As you lay there in the forest I pictured myself lying right next to you You fell asleep, someone approached I figured It was your friend returning to you You didn't have any time to move We sat and watched as he murdered you Thought it was safe We wanted to play Yo brother we should Leave now We were led astray The pastor would say Yo your sin shall find You out of it all Your body lay motionless and your face was covered in blood And then your boyfriend came back looking for you I started shaking cause I knew We tried to warn him but he couldn't hear us Through the screen or what could we do dark, it was almost blue, I thought it was safe, we wanted to play, yo brother we should leave now, we were led astray, the pastor would say, yo your sin shall find you out. And as we made
I'm a goblin. I'm a very wicked ghost. But conditions are the worst we've ever seen. When we look at all the headlines that they print from coast to coast, we're afraid to leave the house this Halloween. When the kids came home from school on roller skates or wagons, it was sport to follow them and make a noise like dragons. Now the kids in rocket ships go roaring through the clouds. Oh, I tell you, we are shaking in our shrouds. I'm a demon. I'm a werewolf. I'm a snapping, snarling spook. And it used to be a pleasure to be mean. But if children love that groaning from a box they call the juke, we, we won't leave our haunted house this Halloween. 